What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. What up? We are back again today in the studio. Excited to be here with you, uh, mainly because it's been another week, which means we have college football on again. Uh, it's been really fun doing these these podcasts. Definitely a different season. Uh, like I said, normally we do an FCS and an FBS. Uh, you know, we do a recap of both and then prediction on both. This year is a little bit different. And I've thoroughly enjoyed uh, this year, despite uh, you know not knowing if we're going to have a football season. But uh, this last week has been really interesting. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, tales of something to come or or to become. Uh, we got to be watching for certain things uh, going forward, and really excited to be here with you guys today. So we're going to recap last week, give some predictions on this next week. Uh, first off, I know I, th- I I thought that Miami would cover the spread. Uh, I said 14 points. I mean, I was like, oh, you know, against Clemson, I think this Miami team might be better. And I even had a, had a conversation with my dad. He can, he can vouch for me. And I said, I'm not sold on Miami. I think they're good. I don't think that they're going to be... Um, you know, that next level where they're going to be playing in the playoff and stuff like that. And my dad was like, well, he, he kind of talked me out of it. And I mean, I did take the, I did take Miami. Uh, you know, I was like, you know what, 14, I get 14 points and Miami uh, obviously didn't end up working 42-17 uh, Miami with the win there. But you know what, you live and learn. Uh, some other interesting tidbits. Uh, Houston, absolutely uh, played out of their minds against a pretty decent Tulane team. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting, really indicative of what's going to be happening in, what, tomorrow, in, in a day, uh, when BYU takes on the Houston Cougars. Uh, we also had a bet, my dad and I, and he was explaining to me why BYU was going to win and all these things. I said, you know what, I'll take the Cougars. You're going to have BYU, I'll take the Cougars. Because they're both Cougars. Uh, you know, BYU Cougars, Houston Cougars. He didn't think it was funny, but... Uh, Really interesting to see what happens in that game. Uh, Houston at home is uh, actually plus five. BYU is the favorite. So uh, if you're wanting to take it, uh, if you think BYU is going to beat them by five points, uh, then go ahead and take BYU. But if you're thinking it's going to be a closer game than that, uh, take the Houston Cougars. We'll talk about that game a little bit later. Uh, Georgia take Louisville. Uh, Louisville last year, I jumped on the Scott Satterfield train. I've actually liked him. Uh, I mean, a lot of people can vouch for it for a very long time. Uh, uh, dating back to his App State days. When he took the job at Louisville, I was a little nervous at first because I was like, oh man, I think it's going to be a really hard uh, rebuild at the ACC. I mean, this is a, I mean, the Louisville had, had had been on the highest of high with Lamar Jackson. And then I believe before he took over, he was like 2-10. and 10. Last year, they were able to get to a bowl game. Looks like this year is kind of the first year that he's struggling. Uh, I think people are a little bit on to him. So he's got to mix things up while he's still waiting for his players to mature within the system. Uh, I think he's going to be able to do it. But Georgia Tech uh, and Jeff Collins uh, were able to get the win. And I was really impressed with it. 
And uh, it was actually, you know, Georgia Tech was favored by four and a half points. They absolutely rolled. North Carolina also getting the big win over Virginia Tech. I thought Virginia Tech played really well, uh, but it was a score of 56 to 45. Uh, a little hairy in the last few minutes of the game. Watched a little bit of that game. Uh, mainly, I say glued to this Texas Oklahoma game, 53 45. Um, Oklahoma ends up winning it in four overtimes. I mean, just absolutely bonkers. It was such a fun game uh, to watch and to. I don't know. It was it was just a lot of fun. Another game that I switched over to the Texas A and M uh, Florida. We were watching that game along with the the Texas Oklahoma game. Uh, Texas A and M pulls it out. I kind of made fun of Texas A and M, uh, saying that you know Jimbo Fisher was going to do it. He was going to do it. And, I, and I've been hearing for three years. Let him get his players into the system. Don't pass judgment on it. And he absolutely gets rolled by Bama, but he he saves off a really good. Uh, Really good Florida team, um, and I mean, he struggled against Vandy. I thought Florida would have played a little bit better. Obviously, they're dealing with some COVID issues. Uh, maybe that was going around the locker room. Uh, I don't want to make excuses because I still think Florida is a legit team, and I think they're going to win the SEC East. Uh, but uh, A&M was able to get the win. I said we'd be able to have a little bit of a, of a measuring stick to go off of when we compare Florida versus Alabama. Uh, I'm really excited. You know, Hopefully we watch that game. One thing about Florida, and I guess it's more Alabama. I mean, they don't play. They play in the SEC championship game. But Florida is, or Bama, sorry. Bama's defense isn't what it used to be. Uh, you don't let Ole Miss, and I know it's the Lane Train. It's his first year. Come on, you don't let him hang forty-eight points on you. Uh, they're not as scary. They're not as intimidating as what they have been in years past. So definitely something that you know you need to be watching. Also, I was able to watch the Missouri LSU game. My wife was actually born at the hospital uh, in Columbia, uh, Missouri. So I have a little bit of a tie there. Uh, Twenty and a half points. Uh, I believe I told my wife that is a crazy bet. Uh, uh, ended up betting that, ended up winning that, and Missouri, you know, covering. Another big surprise out of the ACC, uh, North Carolina State playing really well, beat UVA 38-21. to Duke also beat Syracuse uh, with their first win on the season, 38-24. Uh, and uh, some more games right now, Iowa State, uh, you know, they are tied with Oklahoma State, and I believe Kansas State atop the Big 12, and uh, really interesting there. Uh, Tennessee played really well the first half, kind of dropped the ball the second half against Georgia, ended up losing by a score of 21-44. to BYU barely beats UTSA, 27-20, uh, to had that, you know, had the, the onside kick bounce a different way. UTSA could have won that game in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Another close game, Arkansas-Auburn. There was a lot of con controversy surrounding this game. Uh, sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. I actually made fun of the Sam Pittman hire. I said, you're going to take an offensive line coach. I mean, sure, he's bounced around the, the SEC, but you're going to take him and give him another. I mean, this is just another thing that Arkansas doesn't need. I think Arkansas is one of the most difficult undertakings of, of a program. Uh, obviously, Sam Pittman knew something that I didn't know. He saw something that he didn't that that I didn't know. Uh, they played out of their minds with uh, far inferior talent, uh, only losing by two points to the Auburn Tigers. Definitely keeping an eye on the Razorbacks going forward. Also. Boston College, a really big surprise. I like Jeff Haley. Um, kind of jumped on his bandwagon and got tipped off by a friend who texted me. said, hey, you need to be watching the Boston College. Uh, Golden Eagles, uh, we've been watching quite a few of the games. We were able to watch that game last week. They played really well against North Carolina. Uh, and I even watched a little bit of the Texas State game. So, uh, 
Next week, they're taking on the Hokies, which definitely is something that a game that I want to be watching. Uh, and then finally, we talked a little bit about Clemson beating Miami. Uh, another big one, Marshall out of the CUSA, 38-14 over Western Kentucky. And Charlotte out of the CUSA beating North Texas, who used to be an absolute juggernaut, uh, 49-21. That Charlotte team is something to behold. Uh, I guess the the biggest thing... And a lot of people have submitted questions about Oklahoma and Texas. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with the Big 12. Uh, I, The more it goes on, obviously they have Oklahoma State and they have a shot to hopefully get into the big, or into the big dance to the CFP. But I started thinking, this just might be the year where we get a power, or uh, we don't get four Power 5 conferences into the CFP. Uh as I sat back, and, and, and it's not just because I'm doing the Boise State podcast, Orange, uh, the Orange and Blue podcast, but I started thinking, I said, okay, so you take away the Big 12, because honestly, I don't think Oklahoma State's going to be able to be Oklahoma and Texas. Now, if they do more power to them, they deserve to be in. Uh, even if they have a one loss, uh, they drop like a crazy game against like a Texas Tech or, you know, an Iowa State, something like that. Then then you might be able to make a few, you know, oh, well, you know, it was only one game. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma both have two losses on their schedule now. So Oklahoma State, I mean, really is the last hope uh, that the Big 12 has. Okay, well, then you take the Pac-12. Well, there's not really a clear-cut leader. Yeah, Oregon's the leader, I think, in the clubhouse. And, of course, every, you know, L.A. media outlet is going to say UCL or USC is going to be really good. And you might, you know, say, well, the University of Utah, but they lost a lot of on the on the back end. You might say the up-and-coming Arizona State Sun Devils. I'm not a huge fan. I mean, I like Arizona State. I still think they're maybe a year or two away from really outwinning outright the 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 Pac-12 South. And then you can say, well, Washington, uh, you know, Jimmy Lake in his first year, they have talent, uh, but who is their quarterback? Questions around that. And uh, a defensive guy in really a more offensive league uh, got some questions about Jimmy Lake going forward so let's just say the Pac-12 does what the Pac-12 always does and beats the snot out of each other so now we got Clemson which I think we can all agree will probably be there again we have and and you can't make a case for Notre Dame because they're going to have to play the ACC now if I, I actually believe that Notre Dame takes on Clemson uh, I'm going to have to go back and fact check that uh, but I mean, even with a one loss, you're like, I don't know if we put them uh, in there. Yes, they do take on Clemson the 7th uh, of November. But I don't, I don't think, I think even North Carolina could beat them. They have to go to Chapel Hill. But regardless, uh, okay, so you're like, well, we don't have that independent variable. So we'll say Clemson out of the ACC. Alabama, Florida, Georgia out of the SEC, and then out of the Big Ten, uh, either Ohio State or Penn State. Some people are saying Michigan as a long shot, but I think it will be either Penn State or Ohio State, in my opinion. Uh, and so then you're thinking, okay, well, who is that number four? Who is that number five? And I really think this is a year that and Cincinnati can run the table. Obviously, I would say UCF. But they lost the game, and I don't think you're—you can't lose a game and then say, "Well, I deserve to be in the CFP because I think a Texas uh, team is better than a UCF team." So, if Boise goes undefeated, are we going to put them into the college football playoff? That's going to be a really big question. 
I mean, I hate to say this uh, because I am not a BYU fan, but if they go undefeated, even if they've played far inferior talent, they're still going to have a win against Houston, and they would have a win against Boise if they played it. They've never won on the blue turf uh, under Sataki. They've only won at home, but you're you're like, okay... I don't know, and that's where it's going to be such a... I think the college football playoff this year is going to be so much more difficult to, to decide. I heard the other day, Joe Klatt, I like listening to him. He goes on Colin Cowherd's uh, you know, FS1 radio show, and he also does a podcast. And he said that, actually, he feels like the, the college football playoff has actually hurt uh, the 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 overall sport because the people that want to go uh the people that want to uh you know have the talent they want to go to those big schools and for the most part it's you know bama clemson oklahoma almost every single year with a revolving door at the other uh the the rest of the the country right and uh i don't know i'm gonna have to digest that i heard that yesterday uh i had already prepared this podcast so something to think about and maybe i can reach out to you as the fans you know what do you guys think about it uh what do you feel uh you know did it end up hurting it uh college football as a whole uh but i really think that we're going to get a number four now it could be in oregon i mean if oregon goes undefeated and survives the gauntlet that is the pac-12 then let's put them in if oklahoma state survives the gauntlet that is the big 12 let's put them in uh i know that they've said that it's going to stick to a 14 playoff format but we've really got to see and also uh, not only do you have the variable of like, are, am I going to go undefeated? Am I going to be able to win this? Uh, those kinds of things. But you also have the variable of how well your institution is managing this COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, I don't know what's going on in Florida. I don't know how those players got it. I don't know if it was uh, because a player got infected or a player went home or brought it to the rest of the team. I don't know how that's happening. I don't know how LSU did. But it's how well the institution is managing it. I don't think that you necessarily have to go 100% online and shut it down like we did last semester. But I think that's going to be a really important variable going forward. Um, not a lot of people take that into consideration when they're thinking about it. Uh, we'll just throw one out there. What if Ohio State only ends up playing four games? And then they might look like, you know, world beaters, and they're going to be the best team in the world, and, and they are the team. But if they only play four games, are we really going to say, you know what? You played four games. Penn State played eight. They went seven and one. We're going to put Penn State in instead of Ohio State. Now, those are going to be kind of the problems that, the, that you know, the the committee is going to have to sift through. This is a difficult year, I'm telling you. And, and I don't think a lot of people think big macro picture. That's what I like to think. I like to take myself out of my little area uh, or just my institution or uh, my state or even my coast. Where do I land? I mean, obviously, West Coast and Utah here. But I'm going to take myself, I want to look at America as a whole, and we're going to dissect it. You know, the difficulties facing you know, somebody in Columbus, Ohio is going to be vastly different than somebody at San Diego, in San Diego and San Diego State. And you, you think about these kinds of things and, and, and it puts it into perspective. But you know what? If Oklahoma State plays four games, are we going to put them in? Well, if they beat Texas and Oklahoma, why would we not put them in? Are we going to have a Big 12 championship? You know, are we going to watch a Big 12 championship where right now the leaders in the clubhouse is Oklahoma State, Kansas State, and Iowa State? Is that really going to be enticing? I mean, obviously they earned it, but what about if, if Iowa State wins? They had that one ugly, ugly loss to, I believe it was Coastal Carolina. Are we going to put them in? What does that weigh? What does the Coastal Carolina uh 
lost way and and so this next year i mean hopefully with the help of you know, computer algorithms and stuff like that we're going to be able to find and, and get these answers uh a lot more we can get a lot more solid answers because it's going to be difficult and these institutions are tasked with something very difficult one thing that i said on the orange and blue podcast is that uh i uh, not uh, in this pandemic, I think that it's about managing uh, something, putting operations and putting things in place while you're working with insufficient information. Uh, you can look at the supermarkets when they were having the one-way stuff. I, I actually worked at a supermarket during the pandemic. Uh, I got lucky and I was I was hired amidst the the pandemic because I wasn't going. To, I was doing Zoom classes and stuff like that, and the shutdown was really hasty. It was it was kind of crazy, right? We all went through that, but. Uh, you know, they were doing one way, one, you can only walk down one way, and people would tell you not to do it if you did it, and, uh, and, and, and now I, I look around as I walk, and I go, go to different supermarkets and stuff like that, uh, I see it, and, and they're, and they're taking those signs down, and maybe it didn't help, but they tried, they tried to put something in place with insufficient information, same thing with the mask, at first nobody was wearing masks, only a handful. And then once when it started coming down, like, hey, look, this is an airborne. We're learning more about this virus. Everyone started wearing masks. And that's just what we have to do. We have to work uh, work around things. You know, what kind of masks do you use? Are you just going to be putting a cloth on your face? Or are you going to go out and you know, spend something and get really nice that, that you're able to, you know, breathe and it be comfortable while it's on your face? Those are kind of things. We got we to gotta manage this pandemic uh, you know, with insufficient information. I think my institution has done a tremendous job. For the most part, the institutions that I've talked to, my friends are at. Um, you know, I even have one friend in San Antonio. I have other friends up in Washington and Oregon. I have friends in northern Utah, southern Nevada, California. And I feel like every institution, they have its own, you know, particulars of what, what you can and cannot do. But I think they're all managing it the best that they can. You know, college, you can think back, you know, older adults that went to college. College is a time where you're hanging out, you're having fun, you're doing a lot of group projects. This this semester, we're not. It's it's a lot of, okay, you're on campus. Uh, for me, I have classes two times a week. Uh, even though I'm taking 20 credits, it's two times a week. And I'm only, on, I'm only on campus one day a week. So a lot of it's like, I don't get to see my friends. I don't get to go, hey, you know what, we're going to go hang out, we're going to go get something to eat uh you know at the commissary we don't have that opportunity but i think continue to manage this is going to be a really crazy uh really crazy three weeks i mean obviously politically uh the the climate as well but also college football next week i mean this is our last week before we get the big 10 before we get in the mountain west and i believe the mac is the week after and the pac-12 is the week after that so everyone's going to be easing into this i still think we're going to see people having games postponed but again it's all about uh putting these things in place listening to the people around you i'm not i'm not an expert on this my my degree is in business uh, administration and management uh with a few emphases and then uh, also spanish that's what i know so if you're talking about the particulars of a grammar structure in spanish i can tell you i don't know about this disease except i want to listen to the people that are a lot smarter than me uh you know and and that's what the the cfp is going to have to decide i think a bubble format would be really good i really like that idea uh going forward 
with the bubble format, uh, you know, hopefully the national championship could be played under those circumstances. I mean, we have Zoom classes, so they're not missing class and stuff like that. I think it'd be hard for, you know, two weeks for the national champions to be away and living in a hotel, but I think it'd be a really neat experience where they could end up, you know, getting the win uh, and being able to hoist the trophy. Uh, and I think that uh, we as Americans, I feel like, you know, the Super Bowl, the NBA championship, the, the MLB, you know, World Series, once when we get a champion, we'll look back on this and we'll that was a crazy season. Uh, but that I don't think it takes away from the championship trophy that that will be you know and the the banner that will be hung. All right, so we're gonna so that was enough on uh, this week. We're gonna be jumping in next week. Our favorite bets uh, again. We're trying to get a little bit better at this, so hopefully uh, we're a little bit more right this this week. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna be writing these down. Last week I didn't. I just know that I took Miami uh, with with the points, and uh, they ended up losing. They ended up getting blown out. So I'm gonna be taking the points and we'll be writing them down. And then next week when we go back over the games, not only are we gonna tell you the scores of the game, but uh, we'll tell you the bets that we like. We like five of them. Uh, we usually try to pick five out of the group. All right, so stay tuned after the break. All right, and now let's get this finished up. We are back after that break. Thanks, Anchor. Thank you, all of our fans. Again, uh, we've had a really good 2020 season despite not having, uh, you know, it being a vastly different season. Our numbers continue to grow. I mean, I am just uh, blown away by the love and the support that you guys have for us. Here I get the ball rolling. We're working our butts off for you. Uh, again, Hopefully in the near future, we're going to be pulling coaches uh, once when spring, once when we can get a little bit more uh, clarity on what FCS spring football looks like. And, uh, you know, hopefully the FBS will be winding down. We can bring uh, Sean Clark on again, Love App State, and uh, some of these other, you know, coaches that you guys like. And if there's anybody that we can pull on, uh, please let us know as well. Okay, so I am going to talk about this next week. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, last night, uh, just kind of, I mean, this was kind of swept under the rug, uh, because the Dodgers were playing and the Rays were playing, uh, you know, MLB stuff. I don't think a lot of people get excited when they hear the Sunbelt Conference name, uh, but I liked that game last night. Uh, Coastal Carolina was, uh, went to Lafayette. They were able to win. The Chanticleers were a good team at the FCS level. They took a few years. They're, they remind me a lot of what App State is doing right now, uh, uh, they take a couple years uh, to kind of get their, you know, get their everything right, right? Uh, when 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 you enter something, when you enter a company, a new job, or whatever, if you're not struggling right out of the gate, it's too easy. And so I think it took them a few years to kind of, uh, you know, get upright to figure out what the FBS is all about. Uh, you know, especially the new the new competition. I mean, they had played some of these guys, you know, like Georgia Southern before. I believe they played them three times uh, when they were FCS foes. So once when they were able to kind of get to the use, uh, used to the the FBS level, the speed, the t intensity of the Sun Belt Conference, uh, vastly different than the FCS, uh, they were able to do it. And they were able to win thirty to twenty seven. I really I would have bet that game, uh, but because it was a Wednesday night game, we don't get to put it. But uh, Coastal Carolina covered by uh, nine points. So way to go, Coastal! Got the win outright as well. All right, so now we're going to talk about five specific games that we like, and uh, and then we might highlight a few of the other games going forward. But uh, we're just going to be picking the five games. Last year we did it by conference, but right now it's just so uh, discombobulated. We're just going to be choosing five games that we like to bet, uh, that we're going to bet. Uh, you know, we we I follow a lot CBS, uh, Fox Sports, Caesars, uh, all of the sports books and stuff like that. And I'm going right now. 
off of current odds as of Thursday afternoon, and uh, so here it is. I'm going to be taking the Houston Cougars plus five. If I get five points at home, uh, Dana Holgerson is a great coach. I think he, I mean, I think he is a better coach than Kalani Sataki. I do think uh, Tyler Wilson is a better uh, quarterback, though. Uh, I think that BYU has ample talent, but I think last week, Houston scored, I believe, on their first five drives or something, some ridiculous thing like that. I think Houston's coming off of uh, a win, and I mean, so is BYU. Uh, they're they're gonna they're playing in a brand new stadium. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be fans there. I think that would have somewhat of an effect. But at home, I get five points. I'm gonna be taking the Houston Cougars. The next game up, we have Pittsburgh traveling to Miami. Uh, now, last week, I bet for Miami to cover, uh, you know, the 14 points. I thought it was going to be within 10. I'm actually going to be taking Pitt. Pitt, the last two weeks, have, has just been so flipping close. I mean, you you can't draw up what this Pitt uh, team has been through. They are a really good 3-2 and two team. They lost by one point, basically the final drive of the game against NC State. They lost in overtime uh, by one point at Boston College. I think that this team is going to be, I, I don't know if they're going to win. I think Miami will win. But if I get 13.5 points, I'm going to be taking the Pittsburgh Panthers. Uh, I think they're going to be... Better than what uh, you know their their schedule says for sure. Next up, I have Georgia Alabama, and I'm actually going to take the underdog here with Georgia. I think it's going to be, three, be a three point game. Uh, despite Alabama putting up some serious points the first few weeks, this is not this is not Ole Miss's defense. This is the Georgia defense. I think Bama will win. I Saban has some kind of curse, or he made some kind of a deal where he never loses to his assistants. I think Kirby Smart's the best assistant of them all. Uh, but I don't think they lose, but I think that Georgia makes it really interesting. I would say it's going to be a one to four point game, but four and a half means that they have to win by five. I'm going to be taking uh, the Georgia Bulldogs, but I expect Alabama to win that game. And here's another one. Georgia wins, and Alabama wins out, wins in the conference. Another little playoff uh, scenario, just kind of crazy there. Okay, the next one, I can't forget about our, our group of five teams as well, uh, Sunbelt teams. We have Texas State at South Alabama. Uh, South Alabama... Over the last few games, uh, they've only played three games so far. They played well. They were able to get a win against Southern Miss, which was somewhat surprising. Uh, they played really close, three-point loss to Tulane, and they kind of got uh, blown out by UAB. I like this Texas State team. They are close. They're a gritty team. Outside of the Troy game, they've been in every single game. Lost of seven points by to SMU. Lost by three points to San Antonio. La or beat ULM. Lost by three points to Boston College. And then they kind of got blown out at Troy uh, last week. But let's forget all that. I think I'm going to be taking the Texas State Bobcats straight out. I think that they're going to, I mean, not the two and a half points. I think they end up winning by either a field goal or a touchdown. I like this Texas State team. Uh, I really hope that they're able to, uh, you know, seal this win. They've got to get a pick up a couple more wins. They have a really daunting schedule at BYU, home against Louisiana, home against App State. At Georgia Southern, all four of those teams were bowl teams last year. App State, Louisiana, best two teams last year in the Sun Belt. And Georgia Southern, I believe, is the third best team. Then they play Arkansas State, who actually beat Kansas State. And they play Coastal Carolina. This might be the last win that they get this season. And I think that uh, Coach Spivadal is really going to put the the emphasis. But hands hand, hands down for these guys. Give a hand, uh, a round of applause for these guys. Playing tough against SMU. Playing tough against UTSA. And, I mean, I know it's Texas in it and everything. And we think that as the football mecca or whatever you want to, to describe it as. 
But they, they've been able to do it uh, under really tough circumstances. I've been impressed with this team. I like Coach Spivadal. Uh, I really wish that they'd be able to get to a, a bowl game. But with two wins, I don't know if that's going to be possible this year. But I want to be taking them to win outright at South Alabama. Finally, we got Boston College against Virginia Tech. Now, this is another really interesting game. Boston College has been in almost every single game. Uh, they blew out Duke. They beat Texas State by three. They only lost an, uh, to North Carolina by four. And they beat Pitt. Uh, I mean, yes, it was at home. But they beat Pitt in overtime by one point. Now, that was a really big win last week. And they kind of avenged themselves off of a really close North Carolina loss. I mean, they went for two. They got an interception, I believe. They took it back. And that's why they were able to get two points. Or it legit, I mean, if they would have got the two points, it would have been like 24-25. You know, onside kick. You could end up beating a really good North Carolina team. Uh, Virginia Tech this year, they played well. Um, this last week, obviously losing to North Carolina, but it was at Chapel Hill. They blew out NC State. They only beat Duke by seven, and that's why... Uh, uh, they 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 did kind of beat down on NC State, but I really like this Boston College team. Uh, I you know they, I get twelve points. I still think that Virginia Tech's going to win, but I think it's going to be within a touchdown. I you know I think they're giving them uh, they're being really generous for the Hokies uh, with the minus twelve. Uh, so those are kind of our bets. Uh, some of the other games that I really like this week. Obviously, I was going to say. Uh, Florida LSU that would have been a really funny fun game uh, SMU Tulane Friday night uh, be sure to turn out tune into that on ESPN before the BYU game uh, Clemson taking on Georgia Tech we'll kind of see what Georgia Tech can do Liberty Syracuse Liberty undefeated go Flames uh, you know can they travel to the Dome and take on the Orange and come out of there with a win uh, USF Jeff Scott kind of rebuilding they're taking on Temple uh, they only have one win so far the Bulls on the season uh, they were able to beat the Citadel. They've lost to Notre Dame. They've lost to Cincinnati. They lost a pretty bad game last week against ECU. Maybe they bounce back against a, uh, a Temple team. Tennessee was embarrassed by Georgia last week. Uh, big uh, rivalry there against Kentucky. I actually like Kentucky. I said that you know last week they're the best 0-2 team, and they actually ended up beating Mississippi State. They were able to slow down Mike Leach's offense. And that's another uh, game that I, I it was hard to bet on was A&M Mississippi State. It's actually in uh, Starkville, Mississippi. That's going to be a really tough game. I don't know if A&M, uh, if they they really air it out. If Mississippi State really goes for it like they usually do, uh, like Leach is trying to implement, I think the Aggies are going to win. That was a really close bet. I almost took UMass uh, starting up the season. They're 0-0 playing Georgia Southern as well. Uh, and then, of course, uh, FSU against UNC. And finally, we got Charlotte taking on the Panthers of FIU. Again, this is our last week that we're going to we're not going to you know be talking 100 uh, percent football. Pretty much everyone is back besides the FCS. Next week, hopefully we get a little bit more clarity. Uh, next Saturday, I will, uh, you know, I'll be watching all the games. We'll be giving you the updated scores. Hopefully, we get, we get it right with these uh, these five picks. Uh, we'll be doing kind of a pick 'em. I guess I can go back and listen to last week some of the games, but we're gonna we're gonna kind of uh, canonize it. We're doing five teams for the rest of the season. Uh, what are our five favorite bets and the teams that we want to talk about? I mean, I like Texas State. I know a lot of you don't even know where Texas State is, but hey. I do. I like Coach Bivadal. I like the Bobcats. We're going to be talking about them. All right, and that this has been another edition of Get the Ball Rolling. Again, we're so grateful for all of our fans and all of the support that we've had over the, the these couple uh, months. I'm really grateful that... Uh, 
you know, we have we have you guys. Don't be afraid uh, to reach out to us. We're always happy to drop a line. Also, if you like this show uh, and you like me, I also do another show, the Orange and Blue Podcast with Jeff Tuckett. Uh, we're working for a media company out, out of Denver. This is on my own, and uh, but but we're doing a lot of fun things, talking strictly Boise State, and we're kind of talking about this this underdog mentality that Boise State's been able to accumulate over the over the years. Uh, really interesting, really fun. You can listen to it wherever you get your podcasts as well. This has been another edition. We love you all. We hope you have a wonderful night. Stay safe uh, and stay healthy. Until next time, let's keep this ball rolling.